brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Chiefs fans, football fans, podcast fans alike, welcome aboard. I'm Jordan Foote, and this is the Rough and the Caker podcast, the Kansas City Chiefs podcast in association with Arrowhead Report. As always, I hope you guys are having a wonderful Monday. It's a victory Monday. Thanks for making us a part of it. The Chiefs just absolutely demolished the Cardinals week one, a 44-21 victory on Sunday afternoon. To join me and discuss that victory is Mark Van Sickle. You can follow him on Twitter at Mark the Overseer. Mark, I, I know how you're doing, and I still want to ask so the people know, but you also have something to brag about, too. Yes, Jordan, it was a great game for the Chiefs, 44-21. My pregame prediction over there at Arrowhead Report was 34-21 in our roundtable, which you can check out every Sunday morning or Thursday before the game, like this coming week. Or I'm Monday sure we'll, or, or you know, yeah. Tuesday if there's a COVID, you, you know, any day, any day there's know. a game. Yeah, any game day, we've got our predictions up there at arrowheadreport.com. Um, but, yeah, I – I thought this would be a interesting time to make a bet. Legal betting in Kansas, you know, it's it's up and going. So since I'm here in Kansas, I thought let's throw a five dollar wager on a nice parlay where the Arizona Cardinals would have to score twenty one and a half or less. So twenty one or less, essentially, the yeah. Chiefs would have to score thirty four or more. It happened. Check check. Jody Fortson. <laughs> Needed to score a touchdown at any point during the game. He scored the touchdown that got the Chiefs to 30 points. And then I needed Patrick Mahomes to throw for 300 or more yards. Oh, check that in the third quarter. Travis Kelsey needed 79 and a half yards. So he needed 80 yards or more. Check in the third quarter, maybe the beginning of the fourth quarter. I think it was the third quarter, though. Yeah. All five things happened. $5 down, $600 in the bank. Let's go. I wish that I could just randomly get six. Well, I guess it's not random. It is skill involved, um, especially someone who likes to those little. I told you the boosted bet on FanDuel. That was uh cheap score over half a point. Those types of things. Um, I, I claim skill on those, even though it's, you know, sheer dumb luck. Um, you still have to have the skill to, to download and find those. Um, the thing I have to brag about, and then we can talk about the Chiefs who are, you know, they aren't really the braggadocious type team, but I tried red zone for the first time um, with a new little cable package set up or whatever. Dude, it is. People thought I was joking when I tweeted right before game time on, on Sunday at noon. Hey, I'm going to try red zone and see what this is all about. People are like, oh, you're dumb. You're, you're lying, blah, blah, blah. Then I was like, wow, it's commercial free. And they show eight games at a time to start. Like, what the heck? And they said, no, this guy's trolling. I was like, I literally had never experienced Connor Christofferson, good uh, friend of the program, <laughs> contributor to the program. He called it football nirvana. And it, during the fourth quarter of those games, like from about 2.30 until – Really the last hour until the Chiefs game. 
I was having like sensory overload. I was like, I can't keep up with this. You know, there's so much going on. They're jumping, they're split screening, they're they're past the 50. This then on top of that, the ending to the games was just absolutely insane. So you won 600 bucks. I won a red zone experience for the first time. I'll be able to enjoy that next Sunday with the Chiefs not in sight or in mind. Um, so I think we had a pretty good Sunday, and that's even without um, discussing the the subject at hand. Yeah, and I have never had the Red Zone channel either. I've watched it at a buddy's house before. Um, but yeah, getting down to the end of those games, say there were so many close games. A couple games went into overtime. There ended up being a tie, missed field goals, doinkers going off the goalposts. And yeah, that's just a perfect time for you to get into the red zone channel. I actually had just got to Johnny's uh, to meet up with a friend and Johnny's, if you're listening to this podcast right now, Hey, what's going on? We could do a live <laughs> RTK from Johnny's at some point. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I hope you don't have another sponsor, Jordan. Uh, no. We can delete that if so. Otherwise, no, I'm leaving we'll it all it open. Okay. So, you know, if a betting app or I, I'm leaving oh, yeah. it open for anybody. Yeah, bring it on, bring it in. But uh, I got to Johnny's right like at three o'clock when all those games were, and it was just like Red Zone Channel. Like on each TV, yeah. there was a different game, and it was just a perfect primer for the Chiefs game. And I'm excited to talk about that. Yeah, so let's jump in. We we've spent enough time not talking about the Chiefs. Let's talk about the Chiefs. Um, really, overall, we, we kind of have some major talking points we want to go through. Start off with injuries. The Chiefs had a lot, unfortunately, happen on Sunday. Kicker Harrison Butker had an ankle injury. He went for a kickoff and kind of slipped, it seemed, rolled his ankle. Um, the Chiefs are still waiting to hear back on that. Offensive guard Trey Smith has an ankle injury. The Chiefs are going to wait and see how he reacts to that. Justin Watson, wide receiver, has a chest injury. They're going to wait and see. Um, Patrick Mahomes hurt his wrist. That was the most notable Injury, I think you can see it taped up. Obviously, didn't affect his play. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, he had x rays come back clean, so he's hoping that it isn't something that lingers. I don't think it will be, and even if it is, it doesn't seem to really matter in the grand scheme of things. And then there was also uh, Willie Gay had something that was one play, um, Jarek McKinnon was out for a couple plays, but Trent McDuffie has a hamstring strain. Um, and he is going to – that's probably the one I could see the guy missing some time with out of that whole group. I could see Butker, you know, missing a game if it's sore or whatever, but he came back in and drilled a 56-yarder that it didn't seem to be too bad, um, which was an effort in and of itself. I think McDuffie probably the most severe of the group. We, we don't know what grade the hamstring uh, injury is. Mark, any thoughts before the actual game? on the actual injuries. Yeah, McDuffie is the most concerning for me just because uh, even though he was kind of flying under the radar through preseason and everything, he was, you know, their top draft pick from this last yeah. draft class and seemed like he was doing really well at the start of the game. They weren't really throwing at him, which if you're a cornerback, that's a good thing. McDuffie Island, nobody's been saying it yet, but they will someday. So I, I was a little bit nervous about that, hearing that he had a hamstring injury. Um, Butker, of course, that was a crazy one because it's an indoor stadium, but they pull in like the field from out. It's a weird stadium in Arizona. They like pull the field in from outside. So they have like yeah. real grass on it and it just doesn't make any sense. But, um, 
yeah, that was that was kind of nerve wracking. But then you remember that the Chiefs have Justin Reed as the backup kicker, and he nails an extra point. He mm-hmm. boots the kickoff through the goalpost, which I saw Pat McAfee tweeting out about that. He was really impressed with Justin Reed um, as a kicker. He did have that one sale wide right, the one extra point. Didn't really matter in the end, but uh, that's when Butker came back in and started kicking field goals and extra points again. But yeah, those are the two uh, that I'm probably most nervous about. I think Trey Smith will be back in there soon. Um, I guess I don't know much about Watson's chest injury, but he's the fifth receiver. So not quite as big of a deal as the others. Um, But yeah, that's just kind of my thoughts. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Um, Let's talk. You want to talk offense or defense first? Let's go offense. Okay, let's go offense. The Mark's wearing, for those who can't see it, the NFL Jam Mahomes and Kelsey shirt. Um, name we name can, a better duo. Or, name a better duo in the NFL. I don't think you can, Jordan. It's very hard. Um, the Chiefs were competing with Tyreek Hill and Mahomes versus Kelsey Mahomes. No Tyreek, no problem for the Chiefs in Week One. Mahomes. 30 of 39, 360 yards, five touchdowns. Kelsey, he was targeted nine times. He hauled in eight of those. He had 121 receiving yards, one touchdown. There, there were no turnovers between Zero the two. Picks. There were no, yeah, there weren't any picks. Um, Kelsey wasn't dropping passes. There were no concentration lapses or anything. This was the Chiefs' two best players, full send regardless of position, really showing up and really making plays and really making it happen. This was an offseason filled with changes for the Chiefs and differences in transactions and drama from, you know, certain players um, that are no longer with the team. And they just, they picked up right where they left off. So I think the conversation with offense can end somewhere else, but it starts with how good the duo of Kelsey and Mahomes was in week one. No doubt about it. They, you knew coming into the season that it, it might be a different guy every week as far as wide receivers go. And we'll probably talk about it here in a minute. The receiver this week was Juju. Um, but as far as Mahomes and Kelsey go, there's no tried and true combo at, at this point in the NFL. Um, they've been together the longest and they have such a rapport. It's insane what they can do together and you said eight catches for 121 yards it seemed like that was almost like undersold throughout it was quiet he had a quiet 121 yard one touchdown almost 10 catch game i was like i looked at the end or espn stats and info tweeted like kelsey's the third tight end ever to have 30 100 yard games i was like he doesn't have 100 yards there's no way and then i looked and he was like 121 I, i was like there is no way that he had, I knew he had a couple chunk plays, but like he is the silent assassin who is big and dances. So that contradicts it. But like if this game showed one thing, Kelsey's still going to be the number one. He's always going to be the number one as long as he's elite. Two, it doesn't like with Tyree Kill sometimes, with McCall Hardman sometimes, with there's going to be guys this year. They are going to not come like their targets are not going to arrive in the flow of the offense. Always Kelsey. There's no forcing the ball to him. If there is, it's a smart decision. 
He is always in the flow of the offense. He is the flow of the offense. That's what I learned in week one. But I learned a lot of stuff, I, I think, in week one. But like that was Kelsey wise, he's not going anywhere. Barring injury, he's going to be the best tight end in the NFL for another year. And that's my reaction off, yes, one game. Yeah, it's consistency, man. I mean, they're just two of the most consistent players, and they're on the same team. They're both on track to be future, I mean, lock Hall of Famers, probably first ballot for both of them eventually. Um, Mahomes, uh, while we're on Mahomes, I mean, he's front runner for MVP after week one as long as Russell Wilson doesn't do anything crazy on Monday Night Football. Um, but I mean, five touchdowns, zero interceptions. The p- completion percentage is outrageous. 360 yards. That's just insane. Yeah. Um, I know the Cardinals were dealing with some things, so people might, you know, try to downplay I, a little bit, but I don't give a damn. Like, how can you downplay be, that? Yeah. As somebody who, and this is an odd, like, uh, character arc for me to take. Cause I'm usually like that. Oh, let's pump the brakes. It's only one game, like blah, blah, blah. Mahomes was bleeping awesome man he was i almost want to drop the word he was absolutely fantastic um kelsey great too and we'll talk about there's a natural segue to juju or like the running game or whatever the running backs in general but like the duo was back in full force like amidst all these changes and question marks and and people in the media nationally and locally even people questioning whether it would be the same i was a little bit interested, not necessarily worried that Mahomes wouldn't spread the ball around as much. He targeted 10 different players and he completed passes to nine and Kelsey still led the team in catches. He still led the team in targets. He still had the team in yards and he had the biggest reception of the game in terms of yards. So where are they going to go? They're, they're not going anywhere. The Chiefs are going to look different. And they're going to have different guys step up each game, but the top dog at quarterback was on it and the top dog in terms of pass catchers was on it. And I know that there's a lot to learn from this game, but man, that's one hell of a place to start. Yeah. Travis Kelsey now on pace to what is it? His seventh thousand yard season or is it eighth now? I I'm losing track. I think it's seven, but either way seven. it's, it's extending his own record. Like yeah. that's, that's insane. <laughs> so he's definitely on pace. As long as he stays healthy, I think he's definitely going to get to a thousand yards again. Um, yeah. And Mahomes, if he can stay healthy and if everything is going well, I think he's definitely going to be a front runner for MVP. So that's what I got on the uh, dynamic duo between Kelsey and Mahomes. Yeah, 100%, man. Um, let's jump to – let's keep it on pass catchers, then we can touch on the running game and then move to defense. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster was the guy. Like Marquez Valdez-Scantling had four catches, 44 yards, somewhat quiet game. Um, Clyde Edwards-Layer, we'll talk about him. Sky Moore had one big play. Jet McKinnon had a few nice plays. We'll talk about him. McCole Hardman, I think, I don't want to call it a disappointing. Well, it kind of was a, a disappointing game for him. He was targeted six times, and Mahomes took credit or blame, I suppose, for not connecting with him on a couple deep plays. Mahomes said he owes Hardman a couple touchdowns. I think Hardman owes Mahomes a couple touchdowns. Like I, I I'm not trying to say that he stopped running, but he kind of stopped running. And like I, I get the whole he's not Tyree Kill fast thing, but I talked with Connor last week. Connor brought it up. He's top 
five, top 10 fastest player in the NFL. Like Mahomes didn't quote unquote overthrow him that bad. If you were within diving distance on those plays, lay out for the ball mm-hmm. and haul it in or drop it. Either way, make an effort. Don't slow down. And that was kind of a problem last season too, especially early in the year. Mahomes would yell at Hardman, do this, do that. Against the uh, Cardinals though, Mahomes did take blame for both during the game and after the game. Um, so the wide receiving core was interesting. Juju definitely, I think, had the most... Uh, Valdez Scantling's stat line was probably sustainable, and Sky Moore's could be too, but like eight for or six for 79 on eight targets, that seems to be mostly... What would that put? What's 16 times 17, Mark? Or six times 17? Six times 20 would be 120 minus, I guess, 50... I don't know. It'd be a lot of catches. I'm trying to do mental yeah. math. It, oh, I just did the yards. He he's on pace for over 1,200 yards. Okay, so that so probably a little bit unsustainable. But like, if he had five <laughs> catches for, I don't know, 60 yards yeah. every game, I think that is a sustainable wideout one slash one a to everybody else's one b. So I was impressed by Juju. Valdez Scantling did exactly what I thought he would do. Um, I would think that wide receiver wise, they need to see more from McCole Hardman. I agree with you. I think, I think Juju can do this week in week out. Um, I think he could get 1200 yards. It would be, okay. it would be overshooting his projected obviously, but we've seen him do it in Pittsburgh when he's healthy uh, before big Ben became noodle arm Ben. So with Mahomes, I think he can definitely do that. Um, he's got to hold on to the ball. That's the one criticism I have. He did have yep. one fumble, actually two fumbles. One of them went out of bounds. So he's just got to be mindful of that. But yeah, Hardman, um, I totally agree on those long plays. Like I think he could have caught one of those. I can't remember which one off the top of my head, but there was one where I feel like he could have just either lunged out for the catch or just, Kept going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Increased the speed, and it would have caught him in stride right into the end zone. I think so. He did end up getting a touchdown um, when they were inside the red zone, so that was good. But yeah, it was Sky Moore. I guess th- that one thirty-yard catch was his only catch. I was trying to remember. I didn't see much of him in the passing game, so that makes sense that he only had one. I guess, but uh, he got some punt returning uh, opportunities, which I like to see that. Um, and then I guess the Fortson touchdown was his only catch too. So I was really excited about that Fortson touchdown. Yeah, no, Fortson was great. And I think pass catching wise, it's about it, man. Like, I guess segue to running oh. back. Um, we'll, we'll talk about the receiving game first. Clyde Edwards Lair got involved in the passing game early. He really got involved in a lot early and then faded in the second mm-hmm. half, which that's not a complaint. It's a, it's an observation. Um, mm-hmm. He had three catches, 32 yards, a couple of touchdowns. The Chiefs ran that goal line play with picks that they really seemed to like, that kind of mesh concept um, with him coming behind the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Jet McKinnon had three catches for 27 yards. I like the Chiefs getting their running backs involved in the passing game. They also ran the ball very effectively. Jet McKinnon, four for 22. Clyde edwards Lair seven for 42. He started off three for, I think, 34. Isaiah Pacheco, guys, this is what I was trying to say the whole time. 
this is the hype that he should have been getting for the role that he should have been getting. I don't have a problem with Pacheco. This was a perfect role for him. He led the team in attempts. I didn't necessarily expect that, but I expected him to be the, oh, the Chiefs are in the lead. Let's have the kid run. He's not going to have 12 carries every week. He's not going to have a touchdown every week. He's not going to have 62 yards every week. This was a great first game for him. This was a great first game for the Chiefs running backs. I was impressed both in the passing game and the running game from what I saw. Yeah, 128 yards rushing from all your running backs. Well, I guess including Mahomes and Valdez Scantling, which uh, they didn't really do anything on. They actually made the running game look worse on on paper for averages. Sake. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, like, yeah, this was a great performance from those three running backs. Um, it, what I liked was Clyde was the starter. You saw he was the starter. He had some good chunk runs on their first drive, getting him to it the looked end explosive. Stuff. Yeah, he looked explosive, even on those catches getting to the outside mm-hmm. and getting some good yardage. Uh, and then on that touch, on one of the touchdowns, the underhand one that you were talking about, Clyde actually lined up as the fullback on that mm-hmm. play. And and I think McCall Hardman was the, the running back, technically, <laughs> in that formation. So that was really cool uh, to see. But yeah, Clyde was the starter. He looked good out there. And then I'm going to call... I don't know if this is, you know, legit or not yet, but I'm going to start calling Pacheco the closer because he has okay. that kind of, okay. <laughs> he has uh, I that kind of be, vibe. Ronald Jones fits that description, but like they don't like him. So it's got to be Pacheco. <laughs> yeah. Pacheco has that, like, I'm going to keep churning my, I mean, yeah. Clyde does too, but I mean, and he's going to he be the, fresh. Like, cause he's, he's gonna not going to be yeah. a big part of the game early on. So if you bring him in in the fourth, when other guys need a spell and like an underrated aspect of this, Everett Slayer is injury prone. Jarek McKinnon is injury prone. Isaiah Pacheco, to my knowledge, is not. And he's also yeah. young. And he's also a not big bodied guy, but like a sturdy bodied guy, like 5'10, 215. What he has good size for a running back. He can take a beating. He will help them too. What's up, guys? Thanks again for listening to today's show and taking some time to welcome Roughing the Kicker into your speakers and headphones. We're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsored programs, and right after that, we'll be right back. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, yeah. It looked like a couple of those plays, too, where he's just going up the middle trying to get a couple yards, and then he bounces out to the outside yeah. and picks up 15. So that he showed that ability, too. Like, he can go up the middle. He can get those tough yards. On his touchdown run, I think it was one of those up the middle just, you know, get through the tackles and get in there. But, yeah, it was it was a nice, solid performance. And then McKinnon had a few catches. You know, he looked solid out of the background or backfield yep. just like he did at the end of last season. So, like you said, if you can keep McKinnon and CEH healthy and bring Pacheco in for some of those second-half carries, he can be the closer. And then you're just going to have a solid season overall, I think, for the offense. Yep. 100%. Shall we pivot to defense? Let's do it. All right, let's do it. So, I think looking at the list, four players I want to say stuck out to me. Um, Nick Bolton had 10 tackles. He's going to be a tackle machine. He looked comfortable and I don't want to say more athletic, but like maybe I just didn't notice it last year. Like he was chasing Kyler Murray down a couple times and he was like actually getting to where he was supposed to go. And in a vacuum, you wouldn't expect that. Um, Legereus Sneed, he had eight tackles, including a sack on a corner blitz. He could have a really good year for the Chiefs. Uh, Carlos Dunlap had four tackles, including his first sack as a Chief. And then who was number four? Um, It's someone really – oh, Chris Jones. Chris (laughs) Jones had (laughs) – I'll let you talk about Chris Jones, Mark, and you can add in comments on the other guys too, but like he – he was impressive, and he didn't even have a sack or anything. He only had one tackle. Yeah, he was just blowing everything up. Like, he was he was the table disruptive. setter. Yeah, he yeah. was disruptive. He was kind of the table setter, getting other guys open for some of these sacks. Uh, he had a force fumble that he almost recovered himself. The ball was literally sitting on his belly for a second before, uh, I think it was Connor got the ball back, the yeah. Arizona running back. But, yeah, he just – Chris Jones is a dude. Uh, he's that dude. He's, he is him. <laughs> I know we joked about that, uh, <laughs> off, off the pod, uh, beforehand, yeah. but yeah, he Mark is, is him. him. He is him. Uh, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is him. Uh, Everybody Chris is Jones him. is him, man. But, but yeah, I mean, seriously though, he's, he is going to be a force to reckon with every week. And if he doesn't get the, you know, 10 sacks or nine sacks or whatever the over under was for him, like, he might not need to because he'll be setting the other guys up to get those sacks. And, yeah. and it was uh, to see Dunlap get a sack. That was really good. That I think that was a third down sack too. I believe so. so. Um, the Sneed sack was also a third down sack early in the game to help kind of set the tone. And uh, yeah, Bolton's just everywhere making tackles. So all those guys, solid performance. Uh, 
Karloftis, the motor is real. I'm glad you brought him up. <laughs> Karloftis, the motor is real, man. It was they they featured him as the uh, wa- the Greek water polo player, and then literally one play later, he bats the ball down, and and they they attribute that to his water polo skills, which that that could be, but I mean he's just a, a baller out there as well. So, man, I think the Thornhill too. Thornhill, yes, that that was the other one I was missing. It was Thornhill. Thornhill was breaking up passes. He he had one that was almost a crazy. He was zooming, dude. He was like he was he yeah he's he's showing off some speed that he didn't have last year. Uh, I think he his rookie year. I think he did have some of that speed. Yeah, no, he Um, he had the ACL, and then it took him longer than it takes. I think he had a bigger mental hurdle than a lot of players do. He had some soreness too, but like. He looks back all the way. Yeah, he prevented a first down on that one uh, where he almost got the pick. He ended up just batting it away. But the Cardinals player was right there on the sideline with his feet down, ready to make the grab, and he just knocked it away. And He did it another time on a deep pass as well. So uh, Thornhill back there uh, with Reed, that's a a nice combo to have. Plus, I didn't really see any of the rookies getting picked on like I thought could have happened in week one, which mm-hmm. that, I mean, there wasn't any play where they really stood out positively, but there wasn't really any where they stood out negatively. So I think that's a net positive to have a neutral game from the rookies like that. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And I was going to bring that up as my kind of not necessarily final point, but next point, the even Trent McDuffie before he got hurt, you didn't hear his name very much, but if you're a cornerback, that's kind of a good thing. Like he wasn't getting exposed the Chiefs defense with not many units during the offseason saw as many changes as the Steve Spagnuolo defense did, um, whether it's up front, the additions of Karloftis and Dunlap, or getting rid of Anthony Hitchens, which kind of signaled the changing of the guard to Nick Bolton and Willie Gay Jr., or the letting Mike Hughes and Charverius Ward and Tyron Matthew and Dan Sorensen walk out the door and deciding not to bring back DeAndre Baker to usher in a new era of youth and athleticism and leadership in the secondary, that meant a lot. And it could have been really, really bad. And the Chiefs defense could have had a ton of growing pains in week one. They still made some mistakes. You know, I'm going to go back and watch it. They're going to go back and watch it with a finer tooth comb than I can. Um, But they played really well. Before garbage time, they still played somewhat well in garbage time. Um, Chris Jones said he gave the defense a C-plus because of stuff like that. They can still have room for improvement, but like this wasn't a slouch offense they were facing. It was a banged-up offense, don't get me wrong, and it wasn't you know the top-10 unit that the Cardinals can be at their peak, but it wasn't like a bottom-five unit or a bottom-10 unit. Like This version of the Cardinals offense can be a competitive unit, I think. The Chiefs made them look non-competitive. And part of that's because Patrick Mahomes was so great and not every game is your offense going to score that magical 44 point mark. You're going to get in some small games in terms of scoring. The Chiefs defense could have looked a lot worse than it did. It could have had a lot of rookies and young players making mistakes and it didn't. I think that's a major talking point and a major plus for Spags in the defense. Yeah, I was thinking about that as the Chiefs scored 44 points and they had the Cardinals at 15 points. I don't know if you follow the score, Agami, 
But whenever there's a brand new score that's never happened in the I NFL love before. Scoregami. <laughs> the Cowboys were actually on pace for a Scoregami. Or like they had a 3% chance in one when it was 12 to 3. <laughs> yeah, I love looking at that. And I was I didn't have a chance to look it up mid-game, but 44-15, I feel is like a that's a weird ass a, score. Yeah, like I, I've never heard of that. <laughs> it could have been a score, Gami. I, I still need to look that up for sure, but that would have been a great score. But yeah, I, the, the defense just I, I even though the cards ended up scoring 21, some of that was in, you know, fourth quarter garbage time when they were playing prevent. So I, I'm not too mad about the 21. If they hold their opponent to let's say 20 or less every week, I think they have a great chance to win. So hats off to the defense. Uh, there was one other, Oh, Frank Clark. I wanted to give a quick shout out to Frank Clark because I know he's had some stuff going on in his uh, personal life. You know, this past week he had to appear in court for a brief Mm -hmm. thing. Uh, but he was out there, he was running around. He didn't like make a ton of plays, but there was one play. I saw some people on Twitter kind of making fun of him for it, but he actually, got close to the quarterback and then slipped and fell down. So, I mean, some of that was the field turf, whatever, but he caused the quarterback to roll out and throw a bad pass. So to me, that was the solid play that I remember from Frank Clark, even though he slipped and didn't get a sack or anything, he did make his presence known, I guess. Uh, He showed that he still had a little bit of quickness left to him. So I'm excited to see what uh, Frank Clark can do with Carl Loftus and Dunlap and some of these other guys. Yeah. No, absolutely, and I guess special teams-wise, nothing really jumped out. Justin Reed stepping in and making a kick, um, an extra point, and making some nice kickoffs was cool. The return game was relatively impressive. Tommy Townsend was not. Um, I don't really have any other thoughts. Man, I, I think we covered a lot of ground. Mark, any final thoughts before we get out of here? How many punts did Townsend have? Two? Townsend had, and I quote, um, no, I don't want. Trace McSorley's stats. Why don't they have? They have everything. I've got it it here. Two punts for 108 yards. That's pretty solid. Really? That's 54 yards a punt. That's pretty solid. He did have the one touchback, which oh, that's okay. That's where I was kind of ticked. Yeah, he bombed it. Like it went like almost to the back of the end zone. (laughs) There's no finesse with him. Either it goes like 20 yards and it's a shank, or it's an absolute bomb. Like that is where. And I have kind of cooled on my hot take about Tommy Townsend not being good. Um, he, that, because I messaged Zach, I said, we messaged each other at the same time. And we were like, like, Tommy, like, what what are we doing? You know, that on the you big can boot. pin people. <laughs> exactly. You can pin yeah. people inside the 20 without it going through the end zone. But um, so I, I retract my pitch. statement. He, he wasn't that bad. It was an impressive kick. Like, he does need to learn how to pin it better. Sure. The great ones do that. So he's he's not a great punter yet. He's a good punter. I wouldn't say he's a great punter yet, but a 54-yard average, if he can keep that up throughout the year, that'll probably end up leading the league. But yeah, um, yeah, got to pin those guys when you can. When you only get two punts, you got to make them count. So uh, solid job. I, I Once again, I said it earlier in the podcast, but I like Sky Moore returning punts. Mm-hmm. Um, if if he's not going to be quite as involved in the passing game, like he had one catch for 30 yards say, which yeah, was yeah. great. I I'm fine with them expanding his role as a receiver as the season goes on. Um, Hardman only had one punt return. He had the first one and then sky Moore took it the rest of the way. So I don't know if they're just kind of playing it to see how it goes with those guys or what, but I like sky Moore as a returner. I said before the game, 
I saw a tweet that said McDuffie was back there practicing punt returns <laughs> before the game started. I don't want him anywhere. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully now with the hamstring, they will not even have him practicing catching punts at yeah. this point because they can have anybody else do it. But don't use your first round cornerback that needs to be in there to lock down guys in the slaughter wherever they want to play him. Uh, I'm fine with Sky Moore. I love his punt return ability. Hardman has shown that he can do it and have a really good Pro Bowl type season as a returner. So those two guys, great. Pacheco had a nice kick return. Uh, so yeah, that's that's pretty much the special teams for me. The rest of the team did great as well. I mean, 44-21 in week one. I think it's safe to say some of you could tell even on Twitter, some of Chiefs Kingdom was a little nervous after that Bills. 3110. Yeah. I know you didn't want to bring it up, but 3110 <laughs> drubbing of the defending champion Rams. So bad. So <laughs> bad. Josh Allen, three touchdowns, two interceptions. You know, people were talking about he's an MVP after Thursday night. Eh. I mean, there were some good performances after he played on Thursday. So uh, I mean, you look at Mahomes, 360 yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, that's that's looking good. I a couple other guys, I mean, I don't want to go too crazy here, but Justin Jefferson, boom. Insane. Insane. Uh, now I'm blanking on, oh, Saquon Barkley. I, I placed the bet. I forget what the, the odds were on that. I put a bet on him to be the rushing leader this year just for fun. And, like, if he could just effing stay healthy, I would yep. possibly win that. And he looked really good. So, um, I here, Mark, I want you to... No, I can find these odds while we are on the podcast. <laughs> on the I Saquon know I can odds? find them. Yes, they oh. are Saquon Barkley, Saquon Barkley, Saquon Barkley, Saquon. Oh, it was plus 3,700. So, I mean, nice. that's pretty that's damn good. good odds. Like, that's if he good hits, odds, man. If he hits, I'm going to get – get me some money, man. I – after today, I didn't do Sky Moore Offensive Rookie of the Year. I didn't do that bet. Um, I just didn't think he was going to get enough targets. This so you year, did, but offensive player of the year <laughs> <laughs> or MVP I, or whatever. Now, I, I did Mahomes MVP at plus nine hundred. Okay. So that one's looking pretty good after week yep. one. Um, Karloftis rookie defensive player of the year. I did do one bet on. Now he didn't get the sack. If he would have got one of those sacks, he was really close on a couple sacks. That would start him getting in the right direction. I think he needs to get. Uh, I don't want to say 10. doubled. Yeah, I was going to say maybe it, doubled. It's got to be ten for rookie yeah. of the year. Yeah. So unless it's he, a weak ass rookie class, like if because yeah. Kavon's out, Hutchinson's yep. going to get like. I didn't see his totals to today. Yeah, I don't I, know if he did anything at all, but like, if you lead in sacks, I guess yeah. that counts. So like, if the leader yeah. is eight and a half, then maybe that is the number. Yeah. If 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 George can get eight and a half and he's ahead of the other early pass rushers. Sure. That, that's solid. It just depends on some of maybe the cornerbacks. If there's a rookie that comes in and gets like four or five picks, maybe they could get it. But I thought George had a solid game. So I'm still high on George's potential uh, defensive rookie of the year. But um, as far as MVP goes, I think Mahomes is the leader in the house uh, going into week two. I'm very excited about that. And then, Coming back, we don't have to wait very long, Jordan, do we? We, yeah. we get we get a Thursday night uh, Amazon Prime very first Amazon Prime matchup. Now that's that's gonna be pretty incredible out at Arrowhead. Yeah, 
Arrowhead's going to be GHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium. Sorry, there you go. Is going to be rocking. Um, the Chiefs do play the Chargers on Thursday night, so I'm going to have Connor Christofferson back on Wednesday. We're going to do a rough in the mailbag segment. Then on Thursday, I'm going to have Nick Cothrell of Charger Report. Um, we are going to talk all things Chargers and kind of preview this matchup. So, Mark, man, speaking of MVP odds, you're the MVP. Thank you, Jordan. I still defer to Patrick Mahomes, but uh, I appreciate the kind words. That, that's a fair team player move. Um, guys, I'll have Mark back on, not next week, but the week after once the Chiefs are back to you know, playing at normal hours, somewhat normal hours. Um, until then, guys, I will be back on Wednesday with Connor. So until then, take care, stay safe. I'll talk to you then. The Roughing the Kicker Chiefs podcast is a Kansas City Chiefs podcast hosted and produced by Jordan Foote in association with ArrowheadReport.com and almost entirely LLC. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts or by going to smarturl.it slash show. For more Kansas City Chiefs coverage, go to Sports Illustrated's home for the Kansas City Chiefs, ArrowheadReport.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.